Hello everybody, it is the time of year to begin registering for one or two of my slow groups that begin in July. My slow groups are these special groups where I focus on one topic and we deeply unpack it over the course of six months. So these are highly nuanced, deep dive, advanced groups. These are excellent for those of you who have taken my six week course or who just want to focus on one particular topic through a somatic and trauma-informed lens. The two that are opening up in July, or will begin in July, are my embodied parenting group and my embodied nutrition group. The embodied parenting group is just like it sounds, learning how to parent from your body, learning how to ground yourself in your parenting so you're not parenting from a reactive triggered place, but from a much more conscious place so you can actually find joy in your parenting instead of it being a total hellscape, like some of you have told me it is, and I've experienced it myself. The other group is an embodied nutrition group. This has been requested for years. For the past four years after students complete my course, they say, can you please do a course on nutrition and make it longer than six weeks? So finally, I can say, yes, you can, and I can, and I did. It is a six-month unpacking of the intersection between trauma nutrition, and somatics. How do we recover from stress and trauma via food? How do we relate to food as a being and not just some object on the plate? What's the biochemistry of food? Why is it not the best for my blood sugar to have toast, but lentils are just fine if they're both carbohydrates? All of this and more will be unpacked in this six-month group. To register for these groups, please go to my website, holisticlifenavigation.com, and click Groups or you can click the link in the episode details below. Registration closes on June 1st. It is only open through May because we need the month of June to prepare everybody for July. I'm looking forward to this deep dive with you all. I'll see you there. On today's episode, I navigate moving through numbness. Welcome to the Holistic Life Navigation Podcast. I am your host, Luis Mujica. I was sick and depressed until I discovered that I could make music, and then my whole life transformed because I began learning how to listen more deeply. Listen to life, to the people around me, and to my body. And that's when I realized that the body speaks through sensations, and learning this new language meant relearning my body and mind. I soon healed myself of many chronic conditions and then began teaching others how to do so as well. Holistic Life Navigation combines nutrition, self-inquiry, and somatic experiencing to help you release stress and trauma just by listening to your own body. This podcast serves as a place to share my experiences as well as the experiences of many others who have healed and are healing through unique, unorthodox, and unusual ways. Your time to learn begins now. Numbness is a very interesting experience because we think it means we feel nothing. And we're not entirely incorrect. There is this sense of lack of sense, which is, again, a strange experience. It's like when we're anesthetized, we can touch a part of our body, we can kind of feel a pressure but there isn't a distinct sensation that comes from the pressure. There isn't a pain, there isn't a warmth, there isn't a coldness. 
there's just this kind of mm, haziness, right? What's interesting about numbness is we say things like, I feel numb, yet we say it's not a feeling. I like to categorize numbness as a feeling, as a sensation, because it is a very unique kind of lack of sensation. And what's actually happening with numbness is under the lack of sensation is a ton of sensation, a lot of information, emotion, memories, pain, activation, charge, living under that seemingly numb surface. So we can start to understand numbness through the lens of too much information for my body to process. Maybe the body can't process it because the body doesn't have space and time. Too much is happening too quick, and there isn't the ability to ground and feel and organize and process. Maybe it can't process because there's fear of what will come up. This numbness could be protecting you from experiencing a certain memory or emotion or sensation that you're not ready to feel or meet or clearly come into contact with. So numbness serves a purpose. It's not a bad thing, even though we think it might be. It's a boundary, really, of the body to say, hold up, I'm not ready to go there. So when working through numbness, I first like to identify it as a kind of sensation, and I like to identify it as a healthy response that the body has when it's overwhelmed, when it doesn't want to take on anymore. So if we just settle into that and we kind of contemplate in our bodies and minds what that might look like, the result tends to be uh, a sense of respect and gratitude, right? Saying, let's say to my legs that are numb, oh, wow, you must not be ready to feel. Or, wow, you must have so much in there to process. You need some time and space. If we can first have gratitude and respect and reverence for the numb response, the boundary of the body, then that response starts to get some support. When we feel numb and we want to push through it, we want to stimulate it with something cathartic, which could be excessive breath work, or it could be running really fast, or it could even be like slapping your body, or eating something really stimulating. Those, those cathartic experiences do stimulate us, so we might feel sensation, we might create mobilization and movement when we were numb and frozen. However, it doesn't respect or relate to the numbness, it's just pushing through the numbness. And if we're understanding numbness as a boundary, then we can simply say stimulating our bodies when we're numb is how we're breaking the body's boundary. So there are times we must do this. There are times you might wake up feeling numb, yet you have to interact with your children or friends or the public. You have to go to work. You have to operate a vehicle. So you might drink coffee. You might take a really cold shower. You might do something to create a rush in your body and mobilize you through that frozen numb. That's okay. I'm not saying this is wrong. I'm giving us a new practice and a new way of looking at numbness as a kind thing and as a healthy response to overwhelm, not as a problem that needs to be solved or avoided or pushed through. So when we start relating to the numbness, the numbness gets the support that it didn't have, right? So those sensations, let's say, again, if I'm using my legs as an example, those sensations in my legs that don't know what to really do with themselves or feel really overwhelmed by the amount that's coming through, they start getting the support, the support they didn't have that created numbness in the first place. 
So in a few minutes, you're going to hear a guided audio exercise that takes you through relating to your numbness. So you can follow that if you wish, and you'll probably learn a lot more than even what I'm saying because you'll experience it. But I wanted to talk it out first so you can understand it before you go into it with your body. For some of us, that can help us orient toward more safety when we kind of understand the mechanism and why we're doing that. So for me, the first step is always identifying the numbness, then it's respecting the numbness because we understand why it's there, not as a problem, but as a proper response to overwhelm. And then as we start supporting it, maybe we touch it with our hand, maybe as you'll hear in the exercise with a pillow, maybe with our mind or our breath, just the awareness of, oh, it's okay, you can be here, I'm going to help you. We notice how it responds. Now, when numbness starts to dissipate, which means the body's boundary starts to dissolve against the boundary against this high sensation, what happens? The sensation comes through because there isn't the sensational soundproofing of numbness anymore. That layer is dissolving. That protective coating is coming off. The anesthesia is wearing off, right? As it wears off, we get in touch with whatever sensation was in there. Now, some people that I've worked with will tell me they haven't felt their pelvic area, let's say, for 30 years. So when they first start doing this work around respecting the numbness and relating to it, and it starts to dissipate, there's a lot of sensation there that's been building up for 30 years. That takes time. In these situations, we need to actually titrate our amount of presence because we can't fully dive into it or it would be so overwhelming. We would dissociate and possibly even feel re-traumatized. So instead, take little bits of it. And that's why I like the work of respecting the boundary of numbness instead of pushing through or creating catharsis to push through. Because if I respect the boundary, my body usually dissolves it in little increments, just enough for me to handle. That being said, even those little increments can feel like a lot. Because again, these are sensations that your body has protected you from feeling, and now you're not having that protection, you're in direct connection to them. So this is where capacity comes in. What's your capacity to experience these sensations? Numbness is a result of low capacity. And low capacity, you know, I'm always trying to re reinvent or rediscover that word. It doesn't mean low is in good or bad, low or high, you know, strong or weak. It just literally means there's less space in my body and my life to handle and be in contact with the amount of sensation or emotion that's coming through this part of my body. It's very innocent. It's no one's fault. And it's not um, a scale or a spectrum of good or bad. So it, hopefully it won't be used conditionally against yourself how well or how poorly you're doing. We all have varying capacity based on the day, based on if we've eaten, based on what we've eaten, how much sleep we've gotten, and how much we're dealing with in our lives. So capacity is always shifting for all of us. No one has a set scale of high or low. It's going to be constantly shifting. However, I say this because when we have numbness, it's a, a diagnostic symptom to show us there's low capacity to experience sensation. So as we're moving through numbness, and we're allowing the numbness to dissolve by relating and supporting it and meeting it and greeting it, What's happening is we are going to be feeling the thing we didn't have capacity to feel. So we need to create capacity, don't we? So that really means doing this when you have time and space, not rushing through your numbness, not doing this on like a lunch break, but really taking your time when you're home, when you're somewhere safe, when you have time 
even if it's the the some for some people I, who I've worked with work with and worked with who have really long work days let's say they have families and they have 9 to 5 jobs so between going to work and back that's already 9 to 10 hours for most people and then they're making dinner they're cleaning up they're putting their children to bed the day is completely done and the first moment they have to themselves is when they lay in bed or when we reflexively go watch TV or go to the screen. So instead of doing one of those things, we would move through the numbness. We would follow this exercise, which is great at the end of the, end of the day because numbness very often builds through the day because the charge builds through the day. And when you're working really hard and you're unintentionally avoiding your body or unable to ground into it, numbness is going to follow because those sensations aren't being tended to. So they build till they hit their threshold and then we get numb. So really important to make sure you have capacity as you let these sensations open up to you so you can be with them. And when you feel like they're too much, you take a break from them. Numbness may return. Again, healthy response to overwhelm. Numbness is not a fixed state. It may be your state. It may be a state you've been in for a long time. It may be the parts of your body you notice the most. And it's not a fixed state. It's just waiting to be connected to. And maybe until now, you didn't even know you were allowed to or that you could. So take your time, take your time with this exercise, see where it takes you in your body. And if you feel like you need more resources or support, you can go on Instagram. I have lots of videos and posts about things like this. Or you can go to my website, holisticlifenavigation.com, sign up for one of my webinars or my next six-week course where you'll really learn all the tools and be given all the tools you need to deepen your capacity for these sensations if you find it difficult with this exercise. If you want to take this work deeper into your lives, I strongly recommend joining my next six-week course. It begins on Monday, July 25th. There are three sessions every week for six weeks and they're all live. Everyone gets a replay and you learn how to heal stress and trauma through nutrition, herbalism, somatic experiencing, and self-inquiry. We meet three times a week for the six weeks, all the meetings are live, and everyone gets a replay. So even if you can't make it live, you'll still be able to watch and review. You'll have support Monday through Friday from me and my staff as you navigate the emotions and physical sensations that come up through this work. You'll even have options for one-on-one -on -one support. And we have a global community of students participating in this who will also be supporting you on our private online space called Circle. For more information on this course, visit holisticlifenavigation.com. Registration opens on June 30th, and make sure to register for the free Q&A session on that day so you can learn about this work and have some of your questions answered. We'll see you then. Moving through numbness. Numbness is an interesting sensation because we think of it as lack of sensation, yet we're able to say, I feel numb. So if you're experiencing numbness, we want to first notice, what parts of my body are numb? Instead of the I'm numb, let's pivot that to where in my body do I experience the lack of sensation? Where in my body do I experience a pressure that is um, indistinguishable from any kind of sensation I can make sense of? 
Where in my body do I feel removed from feelings? And as you notice this, what we want to keep in mind is numbness is the result of too much sensation. So if you're noticing numbness, let's say in your legs, that's telling you that there's so much charge built up in your legs and your body doesn't know what to do with it. So because it can't sort it out, it's almost too much information coming in, the body numbs it out. So it it represses it. It creates like a soundproofing between you and it. So we want to first acknowledge that piece. Numbness is telling me that there's too much activation and charge in this area. It's the opposite of having no feelings. It's actually having so many, my body's overwhelmed. So it temporarily disconnects from feeling them. And once we acknowledge that that's what's actually happening, then we can start relating to it. What I mean by that is we can revere the numbness. We can look at it and say, oh, I understand. You don't know how to feel this. Let me help you. And the first thing we want to do is grab a pillow. And put that pillow over the area that feels numb. And give it a little pressure. And the first thing we're just looking for is what happens. How does that area that feels numb react to the pillow? Does a sensation come through? Does it remain numb? Does it feel relaxed? What happens? Just sit with that for a couple seconds. And then regardless of where the numbness is, move the pillow to your belly and give it a little squeeze like a hug. And really take a moment just to experience this hug, this support, this pressure around the stomach area with that pillow. And what we're looking for here is what part of my body enjoys this? What part of my body feels a security, an ease, a peace, a pleasure with this pillow here? Really take a moment to identify that. As you identify it, take a breath into that area. Let's say your chest feels at ease or your stomach or your legs feel at ease. Take a breath into that. And with your breath, allow yourself to occupy this new space that was created through the pillow. Taking a moment with that. And as you're noticing this feeling, this peace, this ease, and maybe it's not a peace, right? Maybe it's an activation. Maybe it's a discomfort. Maybe you're sobbing. Any sensation moving through or awakening to you is what we're looking for. So we're moving through numbness by supporting it by first identifying that numbness is a lot of sensation that doesn't know how to be processed. Then by physically touching into the numbness and seeing how it responds, and then giving it the supportive pillow. Feeling parts of the body feeling safe with the pillow might allow the numb parts of you to start opening up a little bit because now they have a resource, they're not stuck. The final part of this exercise is just to slowly engage in some movement around the parts that are numb. If it's your arms and you have the pillow over your belly and you're breathing into it, take a breath and slowly stretch out your arms. 
press them against a wall, press them down next to you. Whatever is numb, just engage it a little bit. And with the help and support of the pillow, notice how engaging the area that was numb feels. It takes time for these numb parts to trust that we have the capacity to feel them. So you may have to come back to this exercise on a daily basis for a few weeks before something shifts. Or you may be noticing right now from the first or second time, something's opening. As you feel things opening, as you feel sensation moving, then you can pivot to the tracking the charge or finding the safety exercise. Either way, what we're doing is learning how to speak to the numbness, respect the numbness, and give it the time it needs to show us what it's holding. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. My question for you is, where do you feel the episode? Take a breath and just notice. What's your body doing right now? Sit with it. Let it speak to you. And let whatever comes up, come up. And your only job is to listen. For all the wisdom you need is right inside of you. To learn more about my work, you can visit holisticlifenavigation.com and sign up for my mailing list. You'll receive a weekly newsletter with specific monthly topics, free resources, and upcoming events. You can also follow me on Instagram. If you like my podcast, please leave a review and share. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time. Did you know your food cravings are actually a doorway to your subconscious? They are. We tend to see cravings as something bad or something we just give into mindlessly. But when you embody your cravings, you're able to notice they're just blossoming from a certain place that has a certain need and needs your attention. Join me on Wednesday, May 29th, as I unpack this in a new webinar called Cravings Destigmatized. In this webinar, I'll help you learn the difference between a nutritional craving and an emotional craving, as well as how do we use cravings to get in touch with our unmet needs and any of our unconscious, unprocessed emotional experiences. It begins at 4 p.m. Eastern, and everyone who registers will get a replay. You can find the link in the episode details, and you can also go to www.holisticlifenavigation.com and click on events, and the information is right there. Hope to see you there.